listening to Forge Radio, your university soundtrack. We're up to Bratton Park where there's been a red card, but for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. <laughs> Chris, have you not been watching? I haven't. Ramirez, For the students. By the students. This is Ford Radio. Your university soundtrack. Hello and welcome to In Review. We're back after a two-week break. And joining us in the studio today are Ollie Baisley, Sam Constant, Sam Straw and Harry Tedder. Guys, how are we? Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam, you're not feeling too great, are you, at the minute? I'm going to power on through, though. <laughs> Yeah, if you, Sam if, if you, took in review so seriously that he went out last night instead of prepare, preparing for the show properly. So, you know, our team, we did the research. We're ready. There was I a, mean, uh, fake news. I stayed in. Do you really think that I go out? Absolutely. It was all, all the NFL and the uh, the infamous Balti King last night, which oh, yeah. um, has caused destruction. Love but, it. But anyway, on to uh, on to the show. Uh, today, it's uh, Ollie and... Uh, no worries, Sam. Today it's uh, Ollie and uh, Harry against Sam and Sam, the two Sams together. Uh, first round this week, funny sports moments of the week, and we're going to start with uh, Sam. C. <laughs> C. We're going to get this correct this week. Uh, well, my uh, uh, transfer story, my funniest transfer story, I'm going to like go even more niche than just funny story. Um, I was browsing the uh, all the rumours, you know, you get some like... Some quite interesting ones, you know, there was a lot of talk in like uh, the summer. Will Perisic go to Man United? Will uh, Mbappe complete his deal to wherever he's going? I've just seen in January quite an interesting deal that's uh, popped up. Jack Butland to Chelsea. And that confused me a little because why did Chelsea need another goalkeeper when they've got Courtois? And they've got, you know, every single other good goalkeeper that they've like stolen and then ruined. Yeah. Just why? Why do you want Jack Butland as well? Is Chelsea's main goal just to destroy goalkeepers well, so that they can win the league and have the most clean sheets? They've had a famous issue over this, haven't they? Because wasn't it Hilario who won more Premier League medals than he actually played matches in, yeah, in the league itself? Exactly, yeah. They had another goalkeeper who has played for them for seven years, has won three Premier League titles, has never played a game. Carlo Kudicini. Kudicini was another one. Begovic. Yeah, Begovic is last year. Mark Schwarzer. And I guess if Butland wants to become England number one, that's not the way of how, going about how it. How do you get past Courtois? Because it's pretty evident that he is a far superior goalkeeper in terms of ability than Butland is at the minute. Unless you go somewhere like Real Madrid, but I've not seen anything about that. I think it's just nah, a silly seems, move from him. Yeah, he seems pretty comfortable at Chelsea. I don't think he's moving. I think it's just, you know, if you're offered much more money, then why wouldn't you do it? I guess there's a perk of living in London, potentially, that you get into the lifestyle that you do want to win as a player. You don't want to go through your club career not actually achieving the goals that you set out as a kid when you were playing in the park at sort of for loads of days. But if he really wants to make himself 
aware to the rest of the world, then surely he's going to build himself up at like a mid-table club as he's doing at the minute and then force a move to become a first-team goalkeeper in the future. But how long has he been at Stoke already? And yeah, no, I don't think he no dreamt offers of, come knocking. You know, no football player in the world or any kid anywhere in the world dreams of playing for Stoke. So, you know, realistically, he was probably dreaming of Chelsea and stuff like that. So Even people who live in Stoke don't want to play for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fair point. All right, Sam, other Sam yeah. today. Uh, what's your funniest moment of the week? Uh, mine actually comes from the Barnsley-Leeds match at the weekend. I don't know if any of you saw it, but um, the Leeds goalkeeper, Felix Widewold, I think that's how you pronounce it. That's not a bad pronunciation. Yeah, um, basically he was struggling with the sun. So um, one of the away fans behind the goal offered him his hat. <laughs> so halfway through the game this Leeds fan just gives the goalkeeper his hat and then at the end of the game the goalkeeper went back over to the away end gave him his hat back gave him a shirt and took a selfie I just thought it was great that's brilliant yeah <laughs> like how just what compels you just to go oh yeah here you go mate you wouldn't see that sort of thing in the Premier League either so exactly yeah. that could happen in the Football League well and Leeds went on to win 2-0 as well yeah they? so I guess it, it worked exactly yeah so. it's one of those where fashion in sport I remember Chris Kirkland who played for Wigan <laughs> a few years back. Uh, he, he always had a cap when it was sunny, and Wigan, it's the kind of ground at the DW Stadium where they always had the sun on one end of the pitch. And you play them first off, it's like it's like, it's like when you're playing with the wind or with, with, the, with the rain. You're playing with the sun at Wigan. And Chris Kirkland always used to spilt that, that cap of his, and he always used to... He, he never washed it, I don't think. He, he never, ever oh, washed it. He like always a lucky omen or something. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. That just in terms of fashion in in sports, which player would you think is the best fashion sense at the minute in the Premier League? Oh, in the Premier League, I yeah. was going to say Ronaldo's boxers, otherwise. Um, <laughs> uh, in the Premier League, it's difficult. Uh, there's that you can. There's people you can instantly rule out. Maybe Deli Ali. Deli Ali is not bad. Yeah, he seems like a yeah. fashionable bloke. Olivier Giroud dresses very well, yeah. as, as yeah. you'd expect. Did, and the thing is with Giroud, he knows that he dresses well as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he's very <laughs> self-aware, I feel he like pull anything off. Sorry, I feel like Pogba, you could say, but he tries yeah. too hard. Yeah, nah, He tries Pog- too hard Pog- to be cool, Pog- and his hair is crystal. He tries, no, Pogba has fashion sense. I don't, yeah, no, Pogba. Okay, actually, I'll change it to Pogba. His hair looks like one of those sort of uh, sort of earthquake boundaries that you get, like a, a sort of like tectonic plate. <laughs> it, it's like it's like a red line going down the middle. It's like you can imagine like the two sort of sides of his hair moving up and down like that. It's constantly changing as well, so yeah. it fits it. Amazing. To be fair, I guess it's not like he hasn't got a lot of money to actually spend a lot on his hair. And I think now it's a wider point anyway that football is becoming such a brand now anyway that you've got to make yourself a brand to actually. Uh, make yourself aware I think football's been a brand for a while though if you look at David Beckham he you know, he really brought, brought his brand off that do you reckon he, people... he was one of the people who started that in the first place then uh, I doubt he was the first but he was a big component in it growing over the last couple of years but is this, I think you nowadays you have more people being more um, kind of wanting to do that so apparently Jermaine Defoe has a brand and uh, there was a while back when he was like advertising for like a brand manager or something like that he was going to pay them like 60k a year or something to like manage Jermaine Defoe Inc or whatever they called his company it was ridiculous but um, I think people are just more aware of the, of the money that they can be gained from it I don't think they actually care about having a brand it's just you know the, the monetary value yeah okay brilliant uh, Sam and Sam thanks for that after the break we will hear from Harry and Ollie of their funny sports moments of the week but now it's probably one of my favourite songs from Stormzy Blinded by Your Grace enjoy
blinded by your grace You came and saved me Lord, I've been broken Although I'm not worthy You fixed me, now I'm blinded by your grace You came and saved me One time for the Lord One time for the cause One round of applause, one time for Fraser T. Smith on the chords. I think we got one. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail's youth, but I'm God's son. But I'm up now, look at what God's done. No, I'm real talk, look at what God did. On the main stage, running round topless. I phone flips, then I tell him that we got this. This is God's plan, they can never stop this. Like, wait right there, could you stop my verse? You saved this kid and I'm not your first. It's not by blood, it's not by birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve. Students Union, this is Forge Radio. Your university soundtrack. Welcome back to In Review. Before the break, we heard from the two Sams of their funniest sports moments of the week. And now we're going to go to Harry and Ollie. And we're going to start with Ollie, who is on the show for the first time this year, I think. Uh, calendar year or? Calendar, pretty both. Pretty, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't keep track. Um, (laughs) So my funniest moment of the weekend was Saturday evening. I was working away, uh, looking hard, and uh, you know I see that I see that Liverpool went ahead against Chelsea. And then the funniest moment of the week for me was when Chelsea equalised and Liverpool didn't manage to keep a clean sheet. And yeah, so yeah, that that was really, really enjoyable and hilarious for me because um, Liverpool this week was speaking and there were rumours around them signing Julian Draxler and Liverpool are somewhat 
unable and unbelievably stupid in the fact that they never reinforce their defence and they always try and strengthen up front. And so I thought that was a really funny moment. Can you explain the Willian goal again? Because it, it was an incredible <laughs> goal, whether he meant it or, it was a or, or not. 100% <laughs> meant it. 100% meant it. It's a Liverpool defending area, obviously. <laughs> Is it, he went to the right, crossed the ball, went to the back post. Mingale was thinking... Hold on a minute. This is this is difficult. How how the, how on earth have you got the flight of that ball that that, that angle towards this? Did he did he mean it really? No, just, I think it was a cross. Trying, yeah, he was trying to cross. clip it to the back post. Um, Either way, Liverpool messed it up. So. It does it does <laughs> say a wider picture, doesn't it? Because Liverpool uh, were three no, three no up against Sevilla in the Champions League oh, this oh, week. Oh, the bell I watched that. That was that was Incredible. glorious, honestly. I because I, I saw it at three 0 and then I was like, all right, it's game over. I'm not going to carry on watching that game. Um, and then it was like, yeah, Liverpool will win like you know four one, three one, something. And came back three three. Oh, it put a smile to my face. My favourite moment of the week uh, was uh, when I was watching that game and I was working behind the bar and at, at full time. Well, sorry, at halftime, all the Liverpool fans were going, get in, we're going to win, we're going to win. <laughs> at full time, as soon as the whistle went, they all stood up in unison and walked out. It was the most perfect thing I'd ever seen in my life. Were they silent? Were they speaking to each other? No, nope, it no. was just oh. no, nothing said, just out. It's like, do you remember the Crystal Palace 3-3? Yeah. That yeah. was, uh, I thought possibly, <laughs> or, the, or the Gerard slip, that's just amazing. Um, you know, the Gerard getting sent off against Man United in like 12 seconds, that was amazing as well. I think with Liverpool, whether there's a realisation that they moments. could actually do well, they they do t- t- apart from 2005 they do tend to they bottle it. Yeah. They have a lot every of common with Arsenal. It gets aspect. funnier every time. It's that when there's no pressure on them that they they waltz past opponents. But when it really matters, mm. that I mean three three is a synonymous scoreline with Liverpool. I mean if you look at especially the, going three nil up as well. Yeah, going three nil up and that happens. Yeah. Any minute now, a Liverpool fan's going to burst in and have a go at us for bashing Liverpool for the like five yeah. minutes. Yeah, but to be fair, like I, I would have sympathy for them if they ever, sympathy for them if they ever signed the defender, but they refuse to ever really sign proper defenders other than like free transfers and any like proper defensive midfielders or even like a decent uh, or a slightly better goalkeeper. And so then they complain when you know, you know, when people don't have sympathy for them. Stop signing, you know, all your transfer budget up front and spread it through the squad, and you might do better. For me, the best bit of about it was that uh, last year at Varsity uh, I mentioned uh, a phrase uh, which got uh, caught on quite a bit called Octambul it is in the boxing and I thought okay. I might as well try and uh, use yeah Octambul use the events uh, sort of the, the host event into uh, sort of that, that phrase and see how it works uh, because uh, we were coming back against Hall and we lost in the M4 too is this going somewhere? yeah Ben this really week, so. yeah, we, we, we live with uh, Ben Warner, who is head of news at Forge Press, as uh, he's told everyone uh, everywhere. And uh, he said this week, uh, Seville Stambul. Oh, my word. Do we get points <laughs> for that? Not really, but okay. just to make a note. And, uh, I then, thought it was great, too. You know, just want to put yeah, it it's, it, it's not great. I've still got copyright over any anything which ends in sort of... Stambul. Yeah, Stambul. I, th- I think yeah. the country... <laughs> oh, my God. I think the country Turkey... Might have that one. They see Istanbul, might be like, hmm, not sure about that. Do they follow the EU EU copyright law, though? That's the question. Yeah, we'll move on. All right, Harry, (laughs) uh, what's your funny sports moment of the week? Okay, so I kind of feel a bit bad for Everton fans. You know, they kind of need a bit of a break. It's been a very tough. Liverpool were helping them out at the weekend. Yeah, to be fair, that is one respite for them. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to pick on them one last time. Um, It's due to this Everton fan on Twitter. who have very high expectations ahead of this season, as I think quite a few Everton fans did, really. Um, but 
probably not as much as this guy. He's called, well, he's just called EFC Fan on, but it's hardly the most um, imaginative name. Um, but he said, and this was on the 30th of August, so before the season really started, uh, be disappointed with anything other than a league title win this season. We have the best squad in the country. Treble is a real possibility. Oh. How could you be any more wrong? <laughs> Delusional. I mean, it's baffling. Like, I get it. They spent, you know, like 30 million on several players. But I'm not. Would you see Pickford or Clarsen or Keane in like a Manchester City side? You well, they, they, they replaced a Lamborghini with three Fiat's. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Assuming it, it's that kind of. No, to be fair, I, I think I think some of their signings were good. I just think they were impatient. Like when you sign that many players and you take such a core amount of goals out of your team, then every team has which has ever done that has always struggled. Look at Liverpool when they sold Suarez. There's so many teams which have really like found it hard. And so what they really should have done was try and use some of that money to find the replacement and then strengthen the squad elsewhere. And they didn't do that. They just strengthened the squad elsewhere and then didn't try and find any goals, which then meant when they started losing momentum, it kind of all fell apart. So. I think also sacking Ronald Koeman for nobody is just, you know, it's ridiculous. In today's world, you have to line up managers, you know, sort out who you're going to get next and then sack your current manager because otherwise there's no point. Mm. Yeah. And why buy three number 10s? That yeah, just exactly. baffled me. Yeah, like, yeah Wayne Clarsen, Rooney, what a Rooney. terrible signing. <laughs> and Sigurdsson. It, it doesn't make it, it, It's a fair point. Sigurdsson um, for 40 million. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's a fair point. Uh, overall, I think... Um, I think there's a, we got to pick sort of rare moments in matches, and what happened at the Barnsley lead mat, Leeds match, I think, is is a rare moment. It's very rare that you see the crowd helping out uh, a team, especially if it's the opposition as well. So uh, Sam and Sam uh, go one 0 up here. After the break, we move Ow. on to our marathon leg. round. So we will quiz Ow. everyone on their specialist knowledge. But for now, it's World Gone Mad by Bastille. Enjoy. to be if half the world's gone mad the other half just don't care you see you died all of your confidence British to the very last when it feels like the world's gone mad and there's nothing you can do Oh, oh, oh. 
around trying to say something at all Or finding himself on an empty road Trying to choose which way to go And so you wanna make some money your favourite shows at Forge Radio and keep up to date with live updates from the studio. This is Forge Radio. Your university soundtrack. Hello and welcome back to In Review. We are into the second round of the show. This is the marathon round where we will quiz each contestant here today and we're going to start with uh, Ollie. So, Ollie, today you have to name, uh, since 1970, the winners of the Tour de France. How many can you name in a minute and a half? Are you ready? Tell me when to go. Three, two, one, go. Bernard Eno, Chris yep. Green, Bradley Wiggins, yep. uh, Nibali, yep. um, Indurain, yep. uh, Pantani, Armstrong, yep. Carlos Sastra, yep. um, uh, Andy Schleck, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. he... Um, He's an Australian. He's called um, Ah. Get out! What we got left? Um, he's Cadell Evans. Um, yeah. So Bernard Edo Merks. Yeah. Um, Till. Yep. Um, um, hmm. Let's see what have I missed from the era? Um, About three or four more you've got to get still so he's the f- the big German uh, Bernard Tavernet uh, Luce, Lucien Van Imp yeah uh, Jim Verk yes um, uh, Laurent Fignon yeah um Oh, what's he called? I can't. There's this one guy in my head I can't remember. Um, my time's up anyway. Still got ten seconds. Oh. Oh, mine's over. Leave it there. How many? How many did he get? I was definitely keeping count. <laughs> <laughs> how many did you? I think it was around. I was. Well, I thought you had the results on your screen, and someone handed you a piece of paper. So I was like, about okay, it. it's fine. No, I'm just looking at the list here. Why did you give six, the ill guy the responsibilities? <laughs> okay. So do you want me to look up the ones and we'll figure it out? You did in fairness say that you'd do it. I think it's about 17. I think <laughs> right. it's 16, 17 you got. <laughs> but anyway, any, anyway uh, we're going to go to Harry now. Uh, this is a bit easier, actually, probably. Uh, has any of you got stopwatch again? Would you like me to keep score? Yes, if you could this <laughs> <Okay>. time. <laughs> 
Right. Who's on Stopwatch TV? Stopwatch TV. One okay. second. World Cup hosts from 1930 to 2022. 90 seconds, we ready? I can't find my stopwatch. Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> come on. Do you come want to on. use my stopwatch? Come on. Yeah, Get on, Sam's. We're so reliable. Oh, what's happening? Okay. Ready? Three, All two, good. one, go. Okay. Um, Uruguay. Yep. The first one. Um, England. Yep. Italy. Yep. France. Yep. Germany. Yep. Spain. Yep. Russia. Yep. Qatar. Yep. Uh, South Africa. Yep. Um, did I say Germany? Sorry, yeah, you did. Germany. Okay. Um, Switzerland hosted the Euros of Austria. Did they, they host the World Cup? They did host the World Cup. Lovely. 1954. Um, Argentina. Uh, yep. Um, You've got three more. 94 was USA? Yep. Uh, two more. Chile? Yes. Oh, one more. Uh, have I said Brazil? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Is Brazil? It, actually, you've probably got more, more than one more if you haven't said Brazil, then Brazil's, yeah. Uh, is that it? Uh, is no, I like you got two more, actually. Um, Still got 30 seconds left. One's in Europe, one's in Central... What, 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 one's in the Americas, and one's in Europe. Okay. Mexico? Yeah, one more. Oh. I think... Poland? Nope. Um, Belgium? Nope. I'm trying to think. Hungary is a bit hungry. They were pretty big. So nope, never hosted it. Never hosted it? Um... Austria? That's time. No, that time. Sweden. Sweden. That was the one you missed. Anyway, I don't know how many you got here. We'll work it out in the break, uh, but it was a very, very good title. So Sam and Sam, you're going to have to be on your game uh, when we get back uh, <laughs> for the second part of the second round here uh, on In Review today. But uh, here is uh, Tame Impala. Uh, enjoy.
It's like Usain Bolt running 10,000 meters. Is it now? Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Right. Anyway, discussion Tour de France <laughs> over. Um, welcome back to In Review. Uh, or we could just discuss the Tour de France even more. This uh, we're going like to do that a bit later. We're going to turn this into the cycling ramble. Yeah. <laughs> we are, yeah. We'll get much better ratings. Yeah, I know that. I, 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 I know you're going to say that. You can deflect that off. Uh, right, okay. Uh, second part of Marathon Round. We're going to start with uh, Sam. Which one? C. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, so you have to name the Bristol Rovers top goal scorers of every season, or try and name them, uh, from 1970 to the present day. Uh, <laughs> Tour de France was slightly Good. easier than this. Uh, <laughs> so you I got could probably name more Tour de France. Got, 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 got stopwatch. <laughs> I've never ridden a bike. I've got a stopwatch. I'll give you updates every 30 seconds of how long you've got. You All right, great. Right. I right. hold three, this. two. We should have got the countdown music. That would have been even better to play it like three times. Oh, it's bad. Three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Three, three, two, one, go. Well, I've got to start. Matty Taylor. Yep. Uh, snake. <laughs> uh, Actually, he's one of my favourites. I Technically, really like this him. season, Billy Bowden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give um, you that. Joker 4. Yep. Uh, Dennis Agogo. Yep. Um, uh, John Joe O'Toole. Yep. Um, uh, Robbie Savage. Matt Harold. Yep. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, I've said Joker 4. I've said Agogo. I've said... Um, Oh no, they've all gone out of my head. Alfie Biggs. Yeah. He's on there. Um, Jeff Bradford. Yeah. Um, uh, There's an obvious one you're missing here. John Taylor. Um, uh, wait, an obvious one? Yeah. Yeah, Robbie Savage. This, Robbie, what? No. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure you mentioned you've had 45 episode. seconds. Oh, That's 6 to 08. What? 2006 to 2008. Oh, Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sam. Oh my god, they've all gone out of my head. Jermaine, uh, no. Um, oh no, I've literally forgotten every single one. I've been put under pressure. Right, so I've said Bowden, I've said Taylor, I've said Kafour, I've said. Just go for Agogo, players, you know. 20 seconds I've said uh, other Taylor, I've said O'Toole. Um, not Jermaine Easter, was he on there? Uh, yeah. Was he actually? Yeah, believe Blood it or not. Um, oh, oh, Jack Jones, he's on there. Uh, he is on there. Isn't that a, cl- a three, line? two, one? Couldn't find Jack end. Jones. Well, that was shocking. So you could have had <laughs> Will Hoskins, Ricky Lambert. Oh! Ricky Lambert, <laughs> oh, no, 2006 Ricky. to 2008. <laughs> Nathan Ellington, Paul Tate. Just move on, move on. My I'm just going to go cry in the corner. Ricky Lambert missed How it out. I miss Ricky Lambert? <laughs> you mentioned to be earlier. 29 oh goals yeah, in one season. Right, okay. Uh, Woo. Woo. Other Sam. Uh, Nottingham Forest managers. Um, they probably had 40 managers in yeah, season. From, you can do it. It's <laughs> fine. From 1970 to now. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Right. Mark Warburton. Yep. Steve Cottrell. Yep. Steve McLaren. Yep. Alex McLeish. Yep. Guy Brazil. Yep. Paul Williams. Yep. Dougie Freeman. Yep. Stuart Pearce. Yep. Uh, Brian Clough. Uh, yep. Dave Bassett. Yep. Colin Coldwood. Uh, yep. Uh, Paul Hart. Yep. Billy Davis. Yep. Um, I said Paul Williams. Uh, oh, that was the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Not on it. Philip Montagna ever said him? Uh, Philip. I'm pretty sure you haven't. Uh, try and find it. Just think of other right. ones. You've said so. Yeah. Think of other ones while you're going, Sam. Yeah. That counts. 
doing considerably better than Joel Frank Clark. So far. Uh, yes. Uh, 40 seconds left. I can't think I've named them all. I can't name them. I think of any more. Is that it? Oh, yeah, you're gonna You've get... still got 30 seconds left. Try and wreck your brain. Right. How many is he on? Uh, 15. Oh, we can give you a few because Sam did really badly. Um, wasn't did you, did you mention Nigel Club? Not been manager. Fan club, you mean? Oh, mm. yeah, that's the point. One of the clubs. Nice one, one Ollie. Club. Ten seconds <laughs> left. That's my extensive Nottingham Forest knowledge. Can we get a point for Ollie being that bad? <laughs> yes. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna win the round anyway. Oh yeah, I know we're gonna. And win that round. is time. Is that time? So what was that overall title there? Uh, a disgrace. Sam got nine, and Sam got. Well, Sam Sam C got nine and Sam S got fifteen. So that's twenty six plays thirty seven, which means that Ollie and Harry level is it that up. Eleven points to us then. No, you you get a point each. But do we not? You get, we but if this was golf, we'd be no, winning. You, you, you would, but it's a point each round, so it's one all at the minute. As okay. we go into the third round, which is rant of the week, but now it's Saint Oxford by Mint. Enjoy.
broadcasting live 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is Forge Radio. Hello and welcome back to In Review. We are into the third round of the show. It's currently one all between uh, Harry and Ollie and Sam and Sam. Sam How many Sam. rounds are there? Uh, four. So what happens if we draw? Uh, you draw. We do rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Yeah, we've had draws before, so Desmond, Desmond too. It's a good one. Have we not come up with like a tie-breaking deciding? Not yet. The show hasn't evolved to that state-of-the-art. Well, on point scoring system. Yeah, <laughs> on a quiz show. Literally that. Yeah. How often do you see on Family Fortunes just like, oh yeah, they both scored the same prime. You can have half and half. It's fine. I think it'd be a great idea. Split the money, make everyone happy. Anyway, uh, rant of the week. Yeah, neither of you can go on your holiday because we haven't given you either enough. <laughs> this leads in well to rant of the week. This this discussion is so. Sam and Sam, what's your rant of the week? So our rant of the week is going to be on Neil Warnock's style of play which he has implemented at Cardiff City. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm very passionate about. <laughs> I, wonder who, I wonder who Cardiff played at the weekend. Yeah, this isn't me just being a bit of a Forest fan after losing 2-0 yesterday. I mean, it was generally the worst style of play I've ever seen at the, at the city ground. They were literally wasting time after 13 minutes at 0-0. The goalkeeper was taking about 10 minutes to take was a, it a goalkeeper. Yeah, they won't 2-0, so... Well, there you go. You need to hear the quote. I, I went to go do a bit of background research when Sam informed me about this a week <laughs> before we were selected to come on the show, and I did my avid research, and I found one article. That's oh, more than a week. Uh, a quote from Neil Warnock after the game. You're bound to be a bit disappointed when you've been beaten comprehensively. That's like him just poking oh. the stick, like, oh, it's going at him, Warnock. The wounded soldier. That's brilliant yeah. stuff from Warnock there. That's Mourinho-esque, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just probably so the brilliant. Of the championship. One of their uh, one of uh, Cardiff's players took like a while to get off, and he said uh, his name was Bryson. Bryson uh, did take a while. He's got a sore Achilles tendon. I'm glad he did it. He did take his time going off. I don't mind if he played another ten minutes uh, rather than do more damage coming off. What do you expect him to do? Sprint off? And it's like, well, no, but it's not going to take you like two minutes to get off the pitch. Is Guess it? who Bryson used to play for as well? Forest. Uh, no. Oh, oh. Derby? Yeah. Oh. What a shame. That's a little bit of a it's, local Was parking the, Quickly before we, we go to Harry and Ollie, was uh, parking the bus a fair reflection of the match? Yeah, did they deserve to win? They kind of didn't really park the bus. They just... Time wasting from the start. I mean, you can't park the bus but and score yeah, two okay. goals. So. so they so they won two but two nil. Okay. Yeah. Even if they'd given you an extra, how many more minutes did you think you could overturn the result in? How many did Man United beat Bayern Munich in in 1999? when they were 1-0 down. Yeah, but you guys were 2-0 down. I mean, so. realistically, we should have had a penalty in the first half. Well, at one, at one to, down, it, so. In all fairness, Cardiff are seconds now, so it, it is effective. Yeah, but anyway, and they have Sol Bamba, <laughs> which to be honest, <laughs> actually like a walking forklift of a player. He's <laughs> awful. Anyway, Harry and Arnie, we're going to move on to you now. Uh, what's your rant of the week? So we were going to go with Tim's scoring system, but um, rather than that, that let's oh, go, yeah. we're going to who got the points <laughs> to that round there. <laughs> we're going to do um, F1 going to uh, paid TV only in 2019. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, viewership in F1 has been declining over the past like six, seven years because obviously it used to be on BBC and ITV even. They had every single race covered live free of charge. Granted, ITV had a few ads in there. It was a bit annoying, but, you know, that's fine. Um, it would have been a few years ago it went over to um, Channel 4 as well. It was around that time when Sky also acquired the uh, rights to it. So they obviously, as a pay-to-view, were showing everything comprehensively live, whereas Channel 4 were restricted to only showing half of them live. It's now going to the point where you can't see any of them live for free. All of it is going to cost. It's just pricing 
I was, you I, was out. I was in Venice having a nice um, strawberry ice cream, and I heard the news as, break. As, as, as usual. And uh, I was really gutted when they took it fully off BBC because it gained so much momentum. You know, you'd watch one week, and back then also the they hadn't messed up the regulations so that you know only one team was winning. Um, it was really competitive, yeah. and so every single week, like with the momentum of BBC Sport website and the ability to promote it cross platform, so many people were watching F1. And then when they split it up, it just kind of halved that audience straight away. And then when it went to Channel 4, it just died another death. And it's going to just be dismal when it goes fully to Sky because, like, 10,000 people are going to watch it a week. Whereas if you put it on BBC Sport and BBC, you know, one or two, you'd get, you know, a couple million, which would be incredible. So it's really stupid from the sport because the advertising revenues are going to be able to charge for, you know, people on the cars and stuff like that. The whole revenue is just going to go down, although you might make a bit more money initially from, uh, you know, the, the right it's the whole thing yeah, you've got 10 seconds secrets. to run it up so yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty short sighted from Bernie Eccleston he just really kind of went and grabbed the money before he left and lost power so it it's poor for the sport whole, really. it's been declining recently and this is just the final nail in the coffin it's just cars yeah. mate <laughs> the sport's gonna die but uh, no, I, I, I get sport. that yeah I, I get the argument I mean Sam Cardiff yeah the tactics may have been not to your liking, but they are second in the table. It is effective. <laughs> yeah, kind of oh, but take time it. wasting but is just awful. I'd rather be mid table. But even so, even yeah, so, yeah, they yeah. are second. If it was one one or one nil, I can understand you. But they lost two nil. Right. There's a ma- there's a margin. Sorry, so Harry, comprehensive uh, defeat. Yeah. Oh, Ollie, Harry, really? I think you're going to get the points that round. Oh, right, defending eventual after the week uh, after this. But here is a naked by Ellie. Mate, enjoy. The tattoos, the sweatpants and veins Okay, I don't wear no makeup, no purse in my hands My resting bitch face is mistaken for the mean girl But what if I told you There's nothing I want more in this world Than somebody who loves me naked Someone who never asked for love but knows how to take it Are you that somebody Who sees a wall and breaks it Are you ready to fight Just to see what's lost behind my flaws Can you love me naked Yeah, 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 yeah Naked, yeah, 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 yeah Naked In the morning, so catch me at night time. Some of my friends think I'm moody, but I think I'm just fine. I could be pissed, but I act like I'm not. I really remember when I say I forgot. No matter how hard I try to run away from love at the end of the night, I need somebody who loves me naked. Someone who never asked for love. But knows how to take it Are you that somebody Who sees a wall and breaks it Are you ready to fight Just to see what's lost behind my flaws Can you love me naked Yeah, 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 yeah Naked Yeah, 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 yeah Naked I need someone who loves me When I wake up Thinks I'm beautiful when I'm looking fucked up. I want that person. 
love, am I asking too much? Someone who shoots for the stars, knowing nothing, clown, nothing good enough. I need somebody who loves me naked. naked. Someone who never asks for love, but knows how to take it. to Forge Radio, your university soundtrack. Hello and welcome back to In Review, into the last section of the show now, uh, Defend the Indefensible. Uh, Harry and Ollie are currently leading 2-1 against Sam and Sam, so Sam and Sam, uh, you're going to get your act together here. We're going to start with Harry in this one. this week, uh, Formula One released a new uh, badge. Uh, they tried to copy, I think, pretty what Juventus have done with their sort of the commercialisation yeah. of the, the brand type of uh, image. Uh, What's well, so the Formula One trying to copy the brand? Formula One have been a brand forever. No, but it, it, in the design type yeah. format. Uh, you mean the type and of, okay. it, it's, it's been ridiculed by uh, a lot of people in the sports. So, Harry, uh, the new F1 badge is an excellent idea. Of course it is. Um... <laughs> So, as you alluded to with Juventus, um, and they're not the only sort of sports brand company doing this. Um, there have been several football clubs that have done it, where they've redesigned their badge, because that's that's what sport is now. It's not just um, a sport, it's a business. Um, commercialization is one of the key factors inside of that. So, with F1's viewing figures declining and whatnot, they're gonna need to boost their band, uh, band brand. So, obviously, a new badge is probably, I'd say probably the best way to do that. They say that you should redesign your brand every 10 years to keep it fresh. Um, and I actually quite like the look of it, you know. It's very slick. Um, it stands out on Twitter. And to be fair, the old one was getting a little bit stale. Let's be real of ourselves. You know, it's, what, 24, 24 years old? Nah, they needed a redesign. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I think that's valid argument there. Uh... Well, to be, to be fair, though, the badge is, for me, disgusting. I but anyway. It. I really do hate it. I can, I can break out of character now. This there you go. It's awful. Thank you. It's awful. Okay, Ollie, uh, cycling fan, uh, the host of the uh, famous Cycling Ramble Show. Well, uh, you can hear it uh, on, on, on the radio here. Yeah. Uh, fairly famous. Um, so uh, the Tour de France should be moved to Syria. Is your Defend the Indefensible this week? What do you think of that? So with the exception of the United Kingdom, Tour de France TV viewing figures have been decreasing for the last 10 or so years. And the United Kingdom in Team Sky have won it for five out of the last six teams six years so we want to change this up we're going to take it to Syria okay ISIS are going to be against the yellow jersey so whenever you're in the United jersey ISIS shoot at you okay whereas normally you know the Russian riders they get protected by the Russian military up ahead American riders they get protected by the American military British we've got some SAS down on squads so you know the tip now is that you've got to stay in the centre of the peloton so that riders get shot outside and around you 
And so that's how that's going to work. The team dynamics will be different. We don't care about doping anymore, so there's not going to be any fallout from that. So the sport's going to be able to grow and have some great stars for a long time. Armstrong's going to come back, which is going to do wonders for viewing figures around the world because he's incredibly famous. And well, yeah, it's going to go really good. You're going to see riders, instead of like ditching all their weight, they're going to come up with body armor and all that sort of thing. Occasional IAD in the road. It's going to be much more exciting, much more dynamic. A bit like the video games you see, and it's going to be a really, really nice revelation because the sport's been there and been similar for about 113 years with the sort of France being the same. Blimey. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... A drug fuel. Not many people sort of get speechless over cycling. I think that's sort of one of those moments so you're there. not telling me that if there were shots being literally fired into the peloton, it wouldn't be more exciting? Well, I mean, it, it would... I mean, you know, with occasional gases and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave that bit out. Anyway, uh, after the break, Sam and Sam tried to uh, get to a uh, a two-two a Desmond this week and try and get the draw. Uh, but here is uh, what you want uh, by Patawawa. Enjoy.
Broad Radio. Your university soundtrack. Welcome back to In Review for the last bit of the show today. Uh, currently 2-1 to uh, Ollie and Harry. So Sam and Sam going to be quick here. Uh, going to be precise in trying to get back to the point. So uh, Sam, we're gonna, Sam C, we're going to start with you. Uh, Bring it on. If Bristol City get promoted, they'll do a Leicester and win the Premier League. Well, let's be real here. Uh, Bristol City, at the moment, they're fifth. I don't know if you saw recently in their last game, they uh, overturned a dramatic 2-0 down... Uh, to, against Hull I mean uh, many many teams would struggle at a 2-0 down I'm looking at you here Sam <laughs> but uh, they managed to like sweep away the opposition coming back 3-2 it was miraculous and a team that can come from like a like bad position and become good like it, it just <laughs> I'm really struggling here guys but it's um let me just go through their uh, their list of players some key standout players that will uh make their Premier League season, like the Angolo Cantes or the Danny Drinkwaters and the Jamie Vardys of Bristol City. Uh, I, I really hate this. <laughs> like, this is just physically painful. Next. <laughs> Aiden Flint. Have you heard of Aiden Flint? Oh, yeah, so his goal gifts, yeah. Who hasn't heard of Aiden Flint, right? He is literally, like, the best player in the world. Woo. <laughs> I, I can't do this, please. Just move on. All I, right. can't, I can't do all right, it. All right, all right. It's physically paining me. That's got to be the mission right. of the point coming our way. Sam's, Sam's sure it, it's down to you. You're going to do it for the team here. <laughs> You've got a lot to recover from. So, Fawaz. Uh, Fawaz Al-Hazawi. Famous Nottingham Forest owner. He has been the most successful owner in the club's history. Well, one thing I can't deny is he did actually have his heart in the right place the whole time, even if he did have no idea how to run a football club. I mean, he's come out in his interview since he sold the club saying he's spent like over £100 million trying to get us in the Premier League. So you can't deny he was trying his best. He just didn't hire the right people. And one thing which didn't actually completely collapse when he was owner of the club was um, the Youth Academy. We've had so many good young players coming through. And that was one thing, luckily, which wasn't affected by his ownership. So I guess that's one positive of his five-year tenure as owner. But is one enough? That's the question. And, uh, yeah, Sam, what happens? <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. I, I told been you nice at the play. start, I'm ill. I'll I shake just, your hand right now. Oh, yeah. Life is pain. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Ollie, your argument about uh, bringing the Tour de France to Syria, it, the argument that you put forward is it, valid. Uh <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> we're doing it now. Exactly. In I wouldn't say it's bad. In, yeah. in a parallel universe, it's overall sort of like the best argument. So, uh, Ollie and Harry, three-one winners today. Commiserations to Sam and Sam. The podcast for this should be out. Sam, on, where did it all go wrong? Uh, I don't know. On a SoundCloud <laughs> really in the next uh, few uh, days. Stay tuned for that. We're on Twitter, uh, so stay tuned for that as well. But uh, for this week's in review, until next week, I've been Tim Adams. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>